888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Sama from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode interview for you today. I'm on the line in episode 262 with Serena Apia again from thriftdiving.com, a blog that inspires you to decorate, improve, and maintain your home on a DIY budget. She's a creative at heart and thrives when she can make something beautiful out of something ugly. I had her on the podcast two episodes ago where we spoke about sponsored content. She killed it with that topic that I've I've never covered it before. So this is part two in the series where we're going to be talking about a a very slick way of taking your popular content and turning them into money-making opportunities. You know, I thought I'd, I'd bring her on here to talk about this very unique strategy because I hadn't heard about it before. So how to make money from your popular content? That's what we're going to be talking about today. I got the today with like the ta ta. That was fun. <laughs> hi. I mean, hi. Hi. How are you? Maybe I should maybe I should welcome you to the podcast. I don't I know. That might be a good idea. As opposed to like being distracted by the fact that I got it like right on the beat. <laughs> because obviously that's very important, right? I mean, of everybody course. cares about that. Of course. And you know, I like your new tune. You've probably had it for a while now, but I really like it. So, you know, this is this is your way of telling me that you stopped listening to my podcast. So oh. I feel I feel a little insulted, a little hurt. Um, somehow I'll have to find a way to make it through the episode. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I've just been I've been really busy creating content. Uh, well, you know what? I'll give you a pass on okay. that. If that's yeah. if that's the reason, that's always a good thing because that's the most important thing. Okay, you know, we're getting distracted <laughs> because you're on here talking about all kinds of stuff. Yes. So so let's get focused. Um, By the way, for everyone listening, 262, that's the episode number. You can find detailed show notes at becomeablogger.com slash 262 with any links, any resources we mentioned. It'll all be there so you don't have to worry about it. Serena. Yes. We don't have to go into the whole, you know, how you, you know, what's been going on with you from your blog or anything of that sort. A brief story. You left your job about a year and a half at the beginning of last year. Things are going well. Things are growing. Is that a a, a fair statement? Oh, yes. Okay, sweet. If you want to know more about what those things are that are going well, you can go back to episode 260. But today we're going to talk about a very specific strategy that Serena has been using that I found it I found interesting. Serena, a few weeks ago you approached me and you told me, "Hey, I have this really interesting strategy that I've been using mm-hmm. um, to 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 bring new life or bring new income from old content that's really popular." Can you tell me just kind of like a an overview of what this strategy is? Sure. Well, let me let me tell you the, the a little bit of the background information yeah, yeah. how I came to you know because I'm I'm not necessarily a genius although you know if you'd like to think that I am that's of great. course you're a genius what are you talking <laughs> about but 
Okay, so this was probably a couple months ago. I'm, I'm involved in a mastermind group. It's myself and about five or six other DIYers. And we were talking about uh, just ways to promote and maybe just make extra money or just do something creative. And one of the bloggers in the group, her name is Kim. She blogs at the Kim Six Fix. Got to give her her credit. Um, she had mentioned that a really great idea would be to, to take that popular content on your blog and try to get sponsorship for that top performing content. So this is not, you know, we talked in the last episode about doing uh, a sponsored post. Well, this isn't about creating a whole new post. This is about using what you already know works and then promoting the crap out of it, milking it, like squeezing all the juice out of this post. Because what's really interesting is, you know, when we, when we do sponsored posts, you know, there's some that are going to be really popular and there's some that are, eh, maybe it's just going to be kind of average. Maybe it, you know, it's not going to be like your best content, but you know, what if we found our best content and then we use that as the platform to work with brands because it's a win-win for everyone, right? That's kind of what I was going to ask. I mean, mm-hmm. it, this is an old post. This is something that you created a while ago, right? Yes. Why? I'm a brand. I'm a, 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 a company or whatever the case might be. And I want to find someone to create sponsored content. Why would I care about something that you created, let's say, a year ago? Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you, this particular post that is really my most popular post, it's a project that I did. It was an old china cabinet that I picked up from the thrift store for like 40 bucks and I painted it and I used a, a brand of paint. Do, can I say what the brand of paint is? You can say whatever you want to say. Okay. It'll be great promotion for them. There you go. Uh, <laughs> the paint is called Reclaim Beyond Paint and you can find them at reclaimbeyondpaint.com. So uh, they had sent me, and I don't believe I was even paid for this post. I think it may have just been, hey, we'll send you free paint. And I was like, sure, I'll try it out. <laughs> You know, and um, so I had painted this china cabinet, and this was in 2013. This was oh, fall wow. of 2013. So okay. this was like two and a half years ago, Leslie. So your blog this, wasn't anywhere close to where it is today. No, no. And and what a lot of us, and you know, probably a lot of bloggers find this to be true. But I know for myself and and my mastermind readers or mastermind group members, we we talk about this. All of our top performing content is like old stuff. It's not the stuff we did last week. Like, yeah, that gets some pins. And, but the stuff that does really well and brings the traffic is, is stuff that Google has picked up and said, hey, this is great stuff. A lot of people are coming to this. We're going we're gonna to send you lots of, you know, lots of traffic. I know. Whether- interesting thing on that. You're saying that and I'm thinking to myself, the top performing post on my blog right now is one that I didn't even write. It was a <laughs> guest post from when I used to accept guest posts. And for some reason, it went crazy on Pinterest. It started ranking well in, in Google yep. as a result. And that's bringing me more traffic than any other post on my blog right now. Isn't that crazy? It is. <laughs> it's so crazy. Well, what I'm hoping is that the stuff that I'm doing right now in two years will be like the popular. Oh, yeah. Stuff. That's what I'm hoping, <laughs> you know. Okay. So, so, yeah, you were saying. Yeah. So this so this post has done really well. And so when, when Kim had mentioned, hey, you know, here's an opportunity, uh, you know, maybe we should think about you know, contacting brands and you know, contacting brands and like off effort. Um, offering advertising space in these top performing posts. You know, I took it one step further and I said, well, you know, this top performing post is this China cabinet using this paint. I'm going to go back to this company 
and see if I can reamplify this post. Now, there's a little caveat. I had I've since worked with this brand on other sponsored posts. So I've done uh, like a really popular video with them that's on my YouTube channel. Um, I've done an outdoor, you know, how to paint your outdoor patio furniture using this paint. So, so I had done other projects with, so we had, we were building, we built up a relationship. Let's put it that way. So when I went back to them and said, you know, I've got this really great idea. Um, I want to reamplify this China cabinet post. It's done really well. Anytime that I've posted it on Facebook, you know, it's always gotten tons of views and likes and shares. So I wrote a proposal. And I know we're going to talk about what that proposal is. Yeah, we're going to we're going to get into the together. details of the proposal. But the the benefit to them was even though that it is old content, right? Fill in the details to that. What, what's the even benefit though, to them? Even though it's old content, it is brand awareness for them. It is bringing to light their name back into people's minds, back into people's conversations. So it doesn't matter how old it is. It's the fact that we already know that it's popular content. So, you know, it just happens to be that I have a relationship or I've done other things with them. So it wasn't, you know, uncomfortable going back to them saying, hey, you know, by the way, this post is doing really well. Um, so it's good for them because they're, they're, they already know that it's popular content. Yeah. So, you know, when, 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 a, when you're working with a brand and it's a new sponsored post, you don't know, again, you don't know how it's going to perform. But if you know that this is popular content, it can't fail because it's not all of a sudden going to flop. You know, <laughs> people have already proven that it's good, you know. I, I think that's a, a very important thing to realize because that puts you in, quite frankly, an, a better position yes. than someone that's just initially writing a sponsored post. You right. know this works. And you can go to the company and says and say, this works. Look at the numbers. Yes. Companies love numbers. So I think that's a, a, a really cool idea um, in terms of how to breathe new life and new money <laughs> into yeah. into old content. So let's let's talk about the entire process. I want to start from the very beginning. Let's say I'm thinking to myself, man, I want to do this for my blog. Where do I start? Well, I think the, the, the place where you start is to build a relationship with these companies. We talked in the last uh, podcast wh- where I was on about building a relationship. Um, you know, if you have the opportunity to do more than one post with the same brand, by all means, do that. Because they learn to trust you. You learn to trust them. So that when you go to them and say, hey, I've got this really great idea, they're more likely to hear you out than if you're just some Joe Blow off the street, you know, who's emailing them asking for a couple thousand dollars to do this. What? What are are you talking about? (laughs) Um, So so building that relationship and, you know, again, how you do that is you you do, you know, do several sponsored posts with them. Maybe it's just new content. Just do new things with them. Or, you know, even if they're not paying you, maybe you re-promote them. Maybe you repost it on Facebook or you, you know, uh, repost it on Twitter and you're sending lots of love. There's that word we love. (laughs) Sending lots of love to this sponsored content. Um, And once you build that relationship, then it's easier to come in with step number two, which is the knowing what your top content is. You know, and even before you go there, right, I mm -hmm. I just want to reemphasize something that you're saying there because it seems as if, not it seems as if, in business, Mm -hmm. relationship is so important. And I think, 
as bloggers, sometimes we look more at the content that we create. And the content is definitely super important. Mm -hmm. But the relationships really help you to take things to the next level, whether that's brands, whether that's other bloggers in your niche that can share some of your content, whether it's your readers that get value from your content. Mm -hmm. Those relationships are so essential for accomplishing anything in life. I agree. I agree. We, we, we couldn't do what we, what we do, Leslie, unless we had great relationships. Awesome. You know, so, um, yeah, so the second, so the second, the second step is knowing what is your top performing content. Now, lucky for me, my top performing content happened to be with this brand of paint. Um, you know, for some people, their top performing content, you know, maybe, maybe you didn't use any particular product or maybe you didn't mention any particular service. Maybe it's just a regular post on your thoughts and views of things. But I think the most important thing is figure out what is your top performing content. Um, and you can look in Google Analytics. Most people have that installed on their blogs. And, you know, all you have to do is log into Google Analytics. You go to behavior, click on site content, all pages, and it'll tell you, you know, depending on, like, let's say for the last two or three years. I'd say maybe go back three years, depending on how long you've been blogging. Um, and set, you know, set that time frame and, and pull out those top performing, maybe those top three posts and look at them, be critical with them and say, okay, well, they're getting this many number of page views every year, every month or total page views. Maybe it's total page views is, have been 300,000 page views. That's pretty, that's pretty extensive. Um, and look at those posts and think, okay, where, where could, could a brand fit into this? You know, whether it's, you know, let's say you use spray paint. Well, maybe you go back to that company that you use their spray paint and say, hey, you know, this post has, gosh, 300,000 views or 50,000 views. You know, I would like to reamplify this. I would like to reboost this. Um, or may, you know, just get creative. If you pitch some ideas to them that maybe they've never heard before, maybe they've never thought about, oh, let's take this old content and put it back on Facebook or to send it out to my email subscribers again. Um, and when you show them numbers, you know, when you jot down what these top posts are, write down the numbers. Um, and when you're pitching companies, that's something that you want to include. Because like you said, brands love numbers. So the more details and more data you give them, the more likely they are to consider your proposal. So I'm, I'm going through this process right now and I'm looking at my, my top content and I see mm -hmm. that the top two posts are, number one, five secrets to creating a better vlog with your smartphone. Now that's mm -hmm. the post that I didn't create. The next mm -hmm. one is how to create and sell an ebook. So mm -hmm. I'm thinking, for example, you know, the first one on creating a, a better vlog with your smartphone, there are so many companies out there that create all kinds of things that you can use with your smartphone mm -hmm. um, to, to get better quality video. I could approach one of those companies. And even yes. the second one on how to create and sell an ebook, if I find software that, that makes it really yes. easy to do that, I can reach out to those people and say, hey, this is obviously something that my audience resonates with. Look at these numbers. How about we work out a sponsored opportunity? Exactly. Well, just we were just talking in, uh, recently about on Snapchat, you had ordered something from Amazon, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I ordered from something on, from Amazon and I just snapped about it. And next thing you know, and this was three things in the last two weeks, I got three messages from three different people telling me they purchased three things that I recommended <laughs> on Snapchat. Right. Now, I didn't even recommend it. I just showed what I was doing with it. So imagine a nice device, something that makes it easy for people to use their smartphone. And this is, you know, maybe it's a... I don't know, maybe a niographer, for example, that's one of those things where you can take yeah. your iPhone and put it in and you can hold it in a certain way. You can attach a light, you can attach lenses and all that yes. stuff. I can that's- rework that post and include iographer yes. and then re-promote it and re-promote it. And think of it this way, you know, you can re-promote it. You can do a giveaway. You can say, you know what? I would like to re-promote this and I'm going to resend it out to my 6,000, 10,000, 3,000 email subscribers. So it's, you know, over time, you're always getting new subscribers. You know, there are people on my blog, even though this is the top performing post for me, or, you know, your smartphone post is the most popular uh, post for you. There's some people who have subscribed to your blog who've never seen that. Definitely. So it's still new content for them. So there's new eyes that you're getting in front of. And you're, you're not having to you're not really having to do much work because you already wrote the post. You're just editing it um, in order to add in more stuff and then maybe doing a giveaway so that, you know, you could say, Hey, you know, go back to this brand's site, you know, see what uh, accessory you would most want for your cell phone or your, for your, for your smartphone, and then come back here and leave a comment in order to enter this giveaway. So you're sending traffic to, you know, you're putting in your call to action. Hey, go check out this site. And then come back here and leave a comment. You know, you know, you know on what? Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna no. I was gonna say just leave a comment on what accessory you would most want to win, or what would be what would be most helpful for you and your business yeah. and using your smartphone. I, I like that. So what's the interesting thing about this is I've used this strategy in a different way. Mm-hmm. I've had, for example, uh, an article that I wrote that did very well, and then I realized that I don't have a podcast episode on that. And mm. what I would do is just take that exact article and, you know, rela- uh, just repost it, uh, the same exact article, just change the date, but then add the podcast episode about that content to it. And when I've done that in the past, those podcast episodes have been very popular. I like um, that. So, so it's the same concept, but in this case, you're doing it for uh, a sponsored post mm-hmm. opportunity. And I think mm-hmm. that that's such a cool thing. Okay, so you, you go to Google Analytics, you go to behavior and site content, and you see what's your top content. What do I yes. do next? So you see what your top content is. You you look at your content and think like what we just did, what we went through. You know, who are the companies that we could reach out to? Maybe it's a company that, you know, you used a product. It wasn't sponsored. You just used it because you liked it. And you reach out to them. Um, or just note them down, you know, maybe just note them down, um, gather all your information because this is, this is what you're going to put in your proposal. So, um, the proposal, and we, I guess we can move on to the next step. The, the, the next step is to actually write a proposal. Mm. Um, now there's kind of one other little mini step before that, because I wouldn't recommend just sending the proposal off the bat because it, you know, you want to send sort of like a, a warm-up message to this company, especially if it's a company that you, you know, maybe you don't have a relationship with them. Maybe you use their spray paint and, you know, you don't have a, a relationship with them. 
I would send an email telling them kind of what your idea is. Hey, I've got this great performing content. Um, here's a link to the post. I used it. You know, my readers love it. And it's getting a lot of traffic. It's getting, you know, it's had X number of page views. I'd really, I have some great ideas on how we could promote this post and help get some, you know, new customers coming your way or however you want to word it that sounds really good. Um, so I would send, I would send like a warm up message first and see how they receive it. And if they say, yeah, this sounds like something we'd be interested in, then you send the proposal. Um, so that proposal is a Word document that I have put together. Um, typically it's about, I don't know, let's say, you know, two to two to four pages. And it spells out everything that I have in mind for this proposal. Now, I mentioned before when we had uh, another podcast about being specific. And we were, sp we were talking about like when you're pitching uh, uh, for a sponsored post on, you know, like those content marketplace or those creative marketplace like Ikea, I, uh, Ikea, 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 <laughs> I like Ikea. I know, I like <laughs> Ikea too. Um, but you also, but in your proposal, you also want to be very specific. So in proposals that I have done, I have actually come up with ha a hashtag. Uh, and it has to be something that's interesting, something that's, that makes that brand say, oh, you know, we really like this idea. So a good example, um, I had done, this was probably four or five months ago, I did a uh, campaign for I'd pitched Mile IQ. Have you ever heard of Mile IQ? Through you, yeah. <laughs> okay, yes, through me. So I and I heard I heard of Mile IQ from Pat Flynn. He was talking about it one day on his his podcast. Oh, cool. And so um, you know, months later, I said, well, you know, I'm going to reach out to them because I think we could do something really great. So I've got this great idea, Mile IQ, for this Make Trips Smarter hashtag Make Trips Smarter campaign. They said, oh, we love it. You know, we love this hashtag. We love this idea of, of reaching out to your readers and letting them know of this. For people that don't know, it's, a, it's a, uh, an app that if you're a business owner, a small business owner, you can track your mileage easily with this app. It's really cool. I use it for, for business as well. And um, so because I was very clear with what the hashtag was, I uh, put in the uh, proposal sort of um, – you know, like a little introduction paragraph that said, hey, this is why I think myself and my readers need this post. And I built the case for why this would be a good campaign. Um, what I also put in there was specific bullet points of what we will provide. So like, for example, with this China cabinet and this, this paint company, I told them that I'm going to republish it to my blog in order to move it up to the front of my page. Remember, it was from 2013. So you know, it was buried within the, the vault of my site. <laughs> and, and just to clarify, when you say republished, you just basically mean change the date to a recent date, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I changed the date to a recent date so that it moved up chronolo chronologically on my site. So when you went to thriftdiving.com, it was the first post that you saw there. Now, uh, just a brief thing to mention there. If this is a post that's already done well, once you republish it, it still retains the social shares. Mm -hmm. So when someone comes to that, um, for the first time in this campaign, they will already see that, hey, this is something that a lot of people are sharing. It's obviously good stuff. There's that social proof element yes. that convinces people that this is worth paying attention to. Yes, that's a great, that's a great point. Um, and I was going to pull it up right now so I could show you. Uh, and this is something else that I put in the proposal, too. I said, 
you know, hey, this post is doing really great. Um, did you know that it's got 43,000 pins on Pinterest? Did you know that? And no, I mean, they're not watching the post. They don't know how many pins it has. But you're right. That's social proof that this is a great, a great post. So um, I told them also that I was going to resend it to my email subscribers. Um, I've got about 6,000. I'm just under 6,000 email subscribers. And within that, I was going to include two, two direct links of their choice, whether, you know, one of, would be to my own blog, to that post, um, maybe another link to something that they've done, you know, maybe something they have in the media or maybe their Facebook page. And then I was going to post it on Facebook. Um, and here's another thing, too. You can, I, I don't think you've, pro- you've probably have never tried this, but boosting your posts on Facebook really works. And I would recommend that when you're working with a brand uh, or you're doing a sponsored post, I would pay the, you know, a small $10, $15 to boost your post on Facebook. The reason why is because you want to get as much eyes on that, as many eyes as possible on that post. Um, it's only $10 or $15, and you'd be surprised. That actually goes a long way when it comes to boosting posts on Facebook. And I mentioned that to them, that I'm going to boost this post to reach a greater uh, amount of the targeted audience of my readers. I've got 29,000 Facebook, Facebook, um, Facebook page fans. So, you know, boosting that means more, more people are going to see it. And then um, I'm going to... And, and just really quick, when you boost it, you, do you target specifically the people that like your page? I do. Okay, cool. I do. And, um, and then I also um, said that I was going to schedule repins to 15 group boards on Pinterest. Um, so, so I was going to repost it on Pinterest. So that's what I said. And then here's what's really interesting. This is where it gets really interesting, Leslie, is I said that I was going to bring in five additional bloggers. Five additional bloggers. And what I was going to do is I was going to have them post my project from my blog on their Facebook page. And I was going to have them pin my project onto their Pinterest board. So think, of, think about like how, like how much this is a win-win for everybody. So you've got this brand who's getting six bloggers posting about this project that we already know is a great project. It's going to get a lot of shares, right? It's good content. Um, the bloggers are getting paid. You know, they're getting paid, let's say, two to $300 in order to post it. All they got to do is post it on Facebook and Pinterest. How much time does that take? Five minutes. Five minutes and that blogger made 200 to $300, right? I'm getting paid because in my proposal, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get paid. And I think I put my cost at like, it was like $600. We, at the end of it, we, we could have charged more because it, it ended up being a really great campaign. But my fee was... Uh, $400 and that's my campaign administration fee for finding the bloggers and managing that. Um, and then I was going to charge $600 for me posting it on Facebook, sending it to my email subscribers. Um, and then each of the five bloggers, uh, their fee total would be about $1,100. So for this whole campaign, it was $2,100. Oh, wow. And they said, yes, they said, yes, this sounds great. We want to do this, but it, it gets even better. You're going to, you're going to like love this. <laughs> it gets even better. So not only did we make money from this, the brand ended up getting, and I used a bit.ly link. And for those who don't know, bit.ly is a way to track how many clicks go to that link. So we used a bit.ly link. There were about 23,000 clicks on that link to my blog. So not only did I get an increased number of page views, 
but my ad revenue went up. So, you know, I'm with Pad Squad. So uh-huh. I, yes. So, you know, Pad Squad is my mobile ad server. Um, I've got the blogger network I use for, you know, my, dust, uh, my regular ads. Um, I made more money with the blogger network. Usually with Pad Squad, I earn probably about $400, $500 on an average month. I had, I netted at like $1,100 because of my, that, that promotion and what it did for my page views. So it was a win-win all around. So just to give you an idea. So this, um, this post, this China cabinet post, usually on average, it gets 43,000 page views a month. That's just from that post for the month of, and that was for February. I got 43,000 page views for March it had 86,000 page views total. So that's double. It doubled for that one post. So just imagine how many people that came to the post pinned it. How many more pins did it get? Now that I didn't actually calculate that, but I'm going to go back and calculate that. So I'd be curious to know. So not only did it help me, but I was able to bring on five bloggers who most of them were my friends. Um, you know, so they made a little bit of money. Plus, they sent traffic my way. I probably picked up new readers, um, new more paid views, and the brand got twenty three thousand clicks on the post. Which now there's twenty three thousand more people that have recently heard about Reclaim Beyond Paint, and also that visited your blog, <laughs> and that visited my blog, and that visited my blog. So, so it was a win win all around. Um, and I think what made this so uh, successful is the fact that I already knew the post was great. I'm not taking my chances. You know, I didn't take my chance on something that just was, you know, maybe a mediocre, or maybe I thought it was great, but no, the world has already said we like this post. And so it was amazing. I love it. So are, are there any other things that you include in the proposal just to make sure before we move on? Yes. Okay. So just to run through. Um, so in the proposal, you want to have a hashtag. Okay. Have something that is unique. Um, have an introduction paragraph, introductory paragraph that, that sort of builds the claim for why their product, their services needed, uh, that people need this. Um, bullet point exactly what you will provide um, for this. Um, tell them that you will get an additional five bloggers. You'll bring people in here, you know, to run this with you. You're going to run this. You're going to manage this. And they just get to sit back. And Well, don't say you get to sit back. But, you know, <laughs> they they are hands off. They're not going to they're going to get a great value and they're not going to have to do a lot of the work because you're question, going to handle everything. Question, uh-huh. question on that. With those f- five bloggers, um, mm-hmm. are you securing them before you send this proposal or is it you send a proposal and then, OK, now I got to hustle and find five bloggers? Um, I had already put the bug into people's ears. Um, I had already put it out there and I knew that the brand was interested, but I didn't have a final, yes, we can move forward. But I had already put the bug in people's ears who I, you know, fellow bloggers who knew me that I'm, you know, part of my, my mastermind group. Some of them had participated. I also had put it into some Facebook groups and Facebook blogging groups. And what I did was I set up a really easy Google form. And had some just key questions. Cool. Um, we, like we're gonna get to that. Years. We're gonna get to the form in a bit. Um, okay. So, anything else on the proposal? Yes. Um, telling them your fee. Put your fee in there, um, and tell them what you're. And put an admin fee. Okay. The admin fee is what they're gonna get from you running the campaign. You're gonna be putting together the instructions. 
you're going and put this, you know, bullet point, point this, you're going to uh, put together the campaign instructions, you're going to um, be the point of contact with all the bloggers, you're going to be checking their links. If it's a post that they're doing, you're going to be reading their posts and making sure that it's, it's accurate. You're going to uh, make sure that you um, do the follow-up report. That's a whole other separate document that I've put together. Um, you know, most people, if they do a report, it's probably just a few pages. I do reports that are like 10 pages. I'm, oh, wow. putting, I'm putting screenshots. I'm showing you comments that people have left. I'm showing you everything because you're going to get your money's worth. Um, so put your rate in there. And you may not know what each influencer will request. You can say, you can set it. You can say, you know what, I'm going to, I want people to do this for $200. Or you can ask an influencer, hey, how much would you charge to do this work? Um, you can do it however you like. And um, do, you, do you, in the, in the proposal, are you giving them any idea of the social reach of these influencers? Probably not since you don't know exactly who they're going to be as yet, right? No, but, but you can set up, you can set up some guidelines. Uh, so for this campaign, I had wanted it to be where I'm looking for people that have Facebook pages of at least 15,000. Um, I did, but you know what? I did make an exception because there was one influencer, one blogger who had less than 15,000, but her engagement on Facebook was much higher than, you know, other people of her similar size. So I do let them know that there will be some requirements. Um, and I do look at engagement too, just to make sure that, you know, you can have a hundred thousand Facebook followers, but nobody's talking about you. Got it. So that makes a difference. Cool. Okay, so we've gone through the proposal, and uh, we we went through the the criteria that you set for other bloggers and a form that you create. Anything we else we need to know about the form in terms of well, details that you're asking for? One other thing about the proposal too. Another okay. thing I include is the timeline. Uh, let them know of when you want to go live with this and how you're going to to structure this. Um, usually with five bloggers, you don't want everybody posting at once. It just looks spammy. So I, I would tell them, hey, we're going to go live on, let's say, March 11th, and we're going to stagger that throughout the week of March 14th. Um, and then, you know, if there's some uh, reasons why, maybe they want to kind of rush. Maybe there's, you know, some holiday event coming up and you know it's not going to do as well because of the holidays. So just give them some guidelines of when you'd like to move forward. Um, for the report, I would say, or not the report, sorry, for the form, you want to get bloggers' names, of course, their email, their, their blog URL, um, any social media. Um, you can ask them for how many social media um, likes they have or, you know, how many followers or whatever. Um, and you want to get their PayPal. Um, they can give that to you later when they're, report, when they're submitting their links to you. Um, but sometimes it's good to just kind of get that up front. And that's it. You're not looking for much information, but look at their site, you know, look at their site before you just select them and check their engagement, see how well they're um, engaging with people on, uh, on social media first. And do you put anything about the fee in that form or is that something that happens outside of the form? Um, yes, actually, I did do that on that campaign that I worked on. I did put in there a question. I said, you know, this pays $200. Is that agreeable for you? Yes or no? Um, mostly every, everybody, except one person did say, well, I would like 250. Um, but for the most part, I'll say, you know, is this agreeable? And if they say yes, then great. You know, got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now you mentioned something in passing that you, you'd put together a word document with instructions 
Can you tell me a little bit about what goes into that Word document? Um, yes. Okay. So the instructions are, it's a document that will make sure that the, if, if let's say if it's a post, um, the word document will make sure that everybody has the, you know, since it's a sponsored post, make sure that it says, Hey, this is a sponsored post. It's the disclaimer that has to go on, uh, a sponsored post when, um, it says making sure that when you're posting on Facebook or any social media or Twitter, make sure that you have, not just your link, but it has to have like the campaign hashtag. If you're tracking that hashtag, which you should, uh, I believe hashtracking.com is a site you can use that will allow you to track the reach on Twitter and Instagram. Okay. So you'd want to set that up before the campaign goes live so that you can, I I think there's a small fee, like a monthly fee to do that on hashtracking.com. But telling them what you expect in that, that, uh, social media post, uh, making sure that they have the required ad or hashtag ad. You know, whenever you do a sponsored post or campaign, you have to have a hashtag ad so that people know it's an advertisement. Um, and then there could be a link. There should be a link in there where people can submit their links. And it's again, it's a Google uh, form. Actually, before before we even move on from that, sure. um, you said a, the hashtag ad. This is a requirement on Facebook. It's a requirement all over. How, how, how does that work? Yes. Yes, and Pinterest everywhere. So whenever you're doing a sponsored post, for example, let's say I'm posting this China cabinet and I say, you know, you'll never believe how amazing this this China cabinet looks. Um, I use Reclaim Beyond Paint. You know, here's the link to check it out. You know, there's the hashtag, you know, whatever the hashtag is. And then there's like hashtag ad, A-D. Now, whether it's just hashtag A-D or just AD, there has to be some indication some that you're indication being paid that for it. it's a sponsored, yes. And so you have to you have to include that. Got it. Um, on all your sponsored your sponsored stuff on social media. Got it. Mm-hmm. And and then you have to make sure that when you're on an interview, someone calls you. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it wasn't anybody important. I had to throw that in there though, because <laughs> I just had to. I mean, come on, I can't just let let that go. All right. Um okay, so uh, as you were saying, on, on the Word document, you have the disclaimer. Make sure they ha- include a disclaimer. Right. Um, uh, you have the hashtag and the hashtag ad, what what you expect in the social media posts. Anything else? Yes. So you'll tell them how much you're going to pay them um, and when you're going to pay them. Usually, you know, once you know once you get paid, then they get paid. Um, so you'll tell them what their fee is, uh, so what their requirements are, and you'll give them a link on where they can submit their links to you. Um, this is so you'll have, you know, just an easy form to go into on your Google drive and you'll see, let's say you've got five bloggers, you've got five bloggers and they've submitted all their links. So they've got, let's say their blog link their to the, to the campaign post. If it's a post, they've got their Facebook link. They've got their Pinterest link for the sponsored content that they're posting for you. So then you would go through and just make sure it looks okay, that the links are working, you know, that there's nothing funny going on. And of course, you want to participate in that too. You know, like if I've, when I had a blogger post on Facebook, the cabinet, the China cabinet, you know, I went in there and I was responding to people's comments and I liked the post um, because you want to be engaged in it. You don't want people to just think, oh, I just posted this and Serena didn't even comment on it. So (laughs) just interact with whatever it is that they post. 
Um, and then your contact information. If they have any questions, give them your email, give them your cell phone number, and that's it. I love this. This this actually gives ideas for whether people want to just um, do this, you know, in terms of working with sponsors or doing it in terms of reamplifying old content that they've created or right. or I mean there's so many applications there and so many lessons that you can learn from this process. Are yep. there are there any other things that we should be thinking about or did we pretty much cover it? Oh, there's one there's actually well this is one or two things. I would recommend that you make sure it's very clear what you are delivering for that brand and that they know what you're delivering because, you know, if, if their goal is, okay, we're looking to increase sales, you know, and your goal is, oh, I'm just trying to get your name out there, you know, brand recognition. Those are two different things. Like one is very concrete, very qualitative and the other one a quantitative and one is very qualitative. So make sure that you're on the same page with that. Like, for example, with the China cabinet, um, you know, I had hopped on a Skype call with the brand and they said, you know, here's a uh, coupon code that you can use. But, you know, we're not even, we understand that, you know, people may not buy today and that's okay. And so it was great for me to know that she was okay, that she's not expecting me to like bring in thousands of dollars the very next week. Um, she understood from a market and she was in marketing. So she understood that, you know, it could be, they hear of this brand name, but three months later they hear of it again. And they're like, Oh, that's right. Serena was talking about that. You know what? Yeah. I think I'm ready to buy some paint. So, you know, make sure that the brand understands what you're going to be delivering and make sure you understand what you're going to be delivering. Because when you submit that final report and you're poor, you know, you're, you're pouring through the, the, the page views or you're pouring through the number of likes and, you know, the reach on how far, you know, how many people saw this on Twitter, you're pouring, pouring through these analytics, you want to be able to deliver value and make them feel like they got their money's worth. Um, so just make sure you know up front and that they know what you're really delivering. I love it. So hey. I think we're going to transition to our action steps. All right, Serena, someone just listened to this entire interview and they're excited because they got some content or they think they got some content that would do really well for this. Give us your three action steps. What do I do? All right. Okay, so the first thing you need to do is go to Google Analytics and pull out your top performing content. And we talked about how you do that. Um, You just log right on into Google Analytics, go down to Site Content, and drill down, it's, be, it's under behavior, drill down to site content, and underneath that, you'll see all pages. Find your top performing one, two, three posts. And then the second step is find a brand who would be interested in utilizing that traffic, gaining leverage from that traffic you're already getting. Whether you had used a product within that post, either any of those posts, whether you're contacting a company just for ad space and say, hey, this content is doing really well. You know, would you like to buy some advertising space within this post? That's an opportunity too. So find, you know, find one brand, maybe two or three, maybe pitch three because you never know who's going to say yes or no. And then make the pitch. Put together an email. See if they're interested. If you get a green light, yeah, we'd like to hear more. I'd like to hear your proposal. Send them a proposal. And 
offer to get on a call with them. You know, a lot of times, Leslie, I think as bloggers, you know, we do everything so remotely. We forget that people exist on real phones. <laughs> and, you know, and, and this is something that I forgot myself into until somebody in my mastermind group had said, you know, we got to start getting on the call with people. We're real businesses. So offer to get on a call to go over this proposal that you're sending to them. And uh, when they see that you're like coming up with these great ideas and you're willing to get on the phone and have a conversation, y- you just have the world at your fingertips. Love it. Love it. Love it. Where can people find out more about you if they want to check out what you got going on? Awesome. Well, you can actually find me on three places. I'm going to, I'm going to places. I am on thriftdiving.com. That's my blog. You can also find me on Facebook. Just look at facebook.com slash thriftdiving and hit me up on Snapchat because I'm loving Snapchat. Oh, yeah. And that's thrift diving on Snapchat too, right? Yes. Of course. Got to keep it consistent. Well, thank you so much for coming on here. You You rock. Thank you. Alrighty. Hey, I hope you guys got some. No, you got some value from that. Point blank. All right, let's move on from that. Now that we've established that point, (laughs) next week, episode 263 Facebook Instant Articles. What bloggers need to know. Listen to me. Listen to me now. You want to pay attention to this. So, we're going to be talking about what is Facebook Instant Articles. And I'm going to talk about why bloggers need to pay attention because there are some big changes coming. And lastly, we're going to talk about how to prepare for the impending change because it's coming. This is episode 262. I hope you got value. We already established that. Becomeablogger.com slash 262. If you missed anything, any links, any resources, it'll all be there. You don't have to worry about it. Don't stress out. I got your back. And hey, if, if you know someone that can benefit from this episode, why not share it with them? Tell them go to becomeablogger.com slash podcast to find out about this episode and every other episode and how they can subscribe. Now, if you're trying to start a blog where you can create content, inspire others, and even change the world while building your online business, head on over to freebloggingvideos.com. That's my free course that will get you started. But lastly... You want to take things to the next level? You want to be coached by me? You want to join the Become a Blogger Coaching Club, bloggercoaching.com. Our members love it, and you will too. So that's pretty much it for this episode. Leslie Summer here from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. Until next time, take care, and God bless. Eight 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 three five two four one four.